Everyone, welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS community of Summers in Philadelphia. And Yasha Kayach, Rebbe Katakovsky, thank you very, very much. The beautiful Svarn that were just donated to Oratayra. A beautiful new translation of the Mishnah Brura. Oh, wow. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Ah, Okay, and we are continuing over here with Derech Hashem. Derech Hashem, just in anyone's curious out there in Zoom space or WhatsApp land, what just came our way. Beautiful backstory. This is the Or Oilam edition of the Mission Brew being uh, translated by Rabbi David Hirsch. Rabbi David Hirsch, it looks like. And a beautiful, beautiful uh, 16 volume set from Or Oilam, for, from or Oilam to Or Hatoiro. And um, it looks like a lot of work was in, went into this. A, Arscroll style translation of the Mishnah Brura. So after that, nice plug for this beautiful edition of the Mishnah Brura that was do- just donated. Let's return. Let's get back to Derech Hashem over here. And uh, we um, are here in Chelek Sheni, the second Chelek, Perak Shlishi, the third Perak, and we are in the middle of Ches. Middle of Ches. And we were talking about um, the concept of how one can actually get into Olam Haba by grabbing onto somebody else's payas, grabbing onto somebody else's beard. That's what we were talking about yesterday. What was that idea? We saw that there's actually, the Ramchal presented to us, there's two ways of getting into Olam Haba. You can get into Olam Haba through your own effort, through your own investments, through your own labor, through your own hard work. You've got to work hard, but it's worth it. And then you earn yourself a respectable, solid place in Olam Haba. But there's also an idea that I can be mislavid, the Ramchal said. I can be an accessory to somebody else. I can be an accompaniment to somebody else and via him piggyback into Olam Haba. I can piggyback my way into Olam Haba as well by making myself shaykh to somebody else, an accessory to a big tzaddik, an accessory to somebody who's worked very hard. That can also get me into Olam Haba. However, there's a catch, as we pointed out yesterday. There's no free lunches, there's no... You know, shortcuts, there's no easy way to anywhere, especially to a place like Eilam Haba. And if I decide that my entry ticket into Eilam Haba, my access to Eilam Haba is going to be based on piggybacking off somebody else, grabbing onto someone's payas. I'm going to get into Eilam Haba, I'm going to grab onto this kid's payas. He said, that's why I meant to grow a payas so long, so a lot of you can grab onto our payas and get into Eilam Haba. But if I get into Eilam Haba through grabbing onto someone else, his, his, his coattails, his frack, his beard, I'm getting in on someone else's account. My Elam Haba is on someone else's account. It shows up in Elam Haba. It's a vicarious entry. It's going to be a vicarious Elam Haba. I'm getting in. Piggybacking off someone else is going to be a piggybacked Elam Haba. I'm just going to get to see the view. Like, man, like piggybacking. You know, when, when, when you're by a chasna, everyone loves to dance. Everyone loves to get into it. All gishmak. And sometimes you get a piggyback ride. You go on someone else's shoulders, you're also enjoying the dancing, but, but to a much lesser degree. You're enjoying his dancing. His dancing. It's another very nice muscle over here. And, 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 and you're not in control. You're, you're not deciding, you know, which dance steps to make. You're not deciding you can do the hora, not do the hora. Maybe you don't even know how to do the hora. Maybe that guy doesn't know how to do the hora. Nobody knows how to do the hora. Some people do know how to do the hora. But it's been scientifically proven that, that um, statistics tell us that no hora by any chasna ever lasts more than 42 seconds. Because at that point, you build it to the critical mass of everyone that jumped into the hora circle that don't know the hora anymore, that destroyed the hora. You know, they've done studies on this. The, 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 you have overlapping wave, wavelengths that, that destroy the hora. You can have up until, uh, up until 
15% of the people in the Hora circle cannot know how to do the Hora, and you can still maintain the Hora, right? But once you break through that threshold, then it destroys the whole thing. So in any case, when you're dancing and you're piggybacked on somebody else's shoulders, you're enjoying what? They're dancing. You can't determine the dancing, you can't control the dancing, you can't decide how you're going to dance. It's the same thing in Adam Haba. By getting to the Haba, by grabbing at somebody else, I'm enjoying their Oilam Haba. We gave the, another marshal the other day about, you know, the Super Bowl celebration. Are you the quarterback? Are you the MVP? Or are you the fans? All right. So that we saw yesterday, and we saw that this is the idea that, that a, a tzaddik can make himself a person that benefits other people, and I can make myself someone that's benefiting from the tzaddik, and I get inside the Haba. That is the etzim idea of Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazah. The old Kla Yisrael is, is um, connected to one another, bound to one another, all part of one big super neshama, and that's what allows me to bring other yidins to the Mabah because of that connection. And they are reinfor- and, and, and they are deciding to, to, to work on that connection. So the question that was asked yesterday, which we didn't get to yet, let's, let's begin today by, by, um, by um, beginning with this, this, this Shiloh, which is, um, how do you make yourself shaykh to the tzaddik? If you really want to try to maximize your Elam Haba efforts, and you know you want to try to get it to this vicarious Elam Haba, this Elam Haba which you're going to enjoy based on someone else's effort, as Ramchal told us, by, by making yourself an accessory, an accompaniment, subordinate to a tzaddik. So how does that work practically? What do I do? As I follow him around wherever he goes, I trail him, I tail him, I don't let him out of my sight, I make sure I daven wherever he davens, I sit right next to him, I sit right behind him, I make sure that, that uh, I, I copy whatever he does. I see how he holds his lulav and esrig. That's how I hold my lulav and esrig. I see how he goes like this to his beard. I go like that to my beard also. I see how he twists and twirl, twirls his pace. I do the same thing. See how he dresses. I dress the same way. How do you make yourself shaykh to a tzaddik? How do you do that? How does this work? Lamais, the Ramchal did tell us that you can be an accompaniment to a tzaddik. You can be an accessory to a tzaddik. And that can also get you into Elam Haba. Again, that's not what we want to shoot for. That's not the idea. The idea is we should be getting it on our own rights. But this can work as if in all, in, in, in all else fails. How do you do that? How does that work? So again, we know that in Yiddishkeit there's no shortcuts. There's no something for nothing. And there's no uh, you know, easy tickets anywhere. And, and even when we see that there's a secondary way of getting into Elam Haba, which sounds much easier by making myself... Tuffel to its attic, an accessory to its attic. And, and although we did point out that that's going to show up in my Olam Haba, I'm going to be enjoying someone else's Olam Haba. It's not going to be personal. It's going to be like from a distance. It's going to be vicarious. Even here, it would seem that it can't be so easy as just like a mere exercise in, okay, follow him around, sit next to him, daven wherever he davens, daven whenever he davens, you know, mimic him and copy and emulate him. It has to be more than that. And it is. How does one make themselves an accessory to a tzaddik, mislave, like the Ramchal said, to a tzaddik. How do you do that? How do you make yourself the arm to his roish, the leg to his roish, the torso to his roish? He's the roish. I want to make myself a part of his roish. So I do that by having the following mentality, the following perspective on life. And I tell myself, as we, Mamish, as we just said now, as we mentioned yesterday, this works because the tzaddik becomes the roish. He's the roish. And how do I make myself an appendage to that roish? 
But the Raish is the command center. The Raish is where the decisions are made. The Raish is where you have your take on life, your outlook on life, and your perspective on life, how you live life. And if I'm going to make myself an appendage to that Raish, I have to say to myself, this person, this Yid, has life worked out. And he knows what life is all about. He has the right values. He has the right understanding. He has the right take. He has the right lifestyle. He has the right approach to life. He's a Rosh. He has things worked out. And I value what he values. And I'm machshav what he's machshav. And I appreciate what he appreciates. And what's important to him is important to me. And what he likes, I want to see more of that. And what he values, I want to see more of that. Now, I have my own struggles, of course, because, again, we're talking about the Yid who, 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 who's having difficulties getting his own way into Elam Haba. And, and, and he's struggling. And there are Yidin that struggle. But within all those struggles, and beyond all those struggles, there has to be a bottom-line attitude, which is, Lamaisa, his values are the right ones. And, and I, those are my values also. Things are hard for me. I have struggles in life. I have difficulties in life. But Be'etzim, my values are his values, and Halavai, I could live the way he lives. But when, when, you know, you see someone as a Rosh, and you're, 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 you make a mockery of their values, and you're dismissive, and like, yeah, he's a big tzaddik, you know, but, but uh, you know, his approach to davening is all wrong, his approach to learning is all wrong, his approach to life is all wrong. His approach to Yishkai is all wrong. But he's a big tzaddik. And I want to make sure I get to the Haba. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to daven in the shul. I'm going to sit near him. I'm going to follow him around. I'm going to dress the way he dresses, etc. That, that does nothing. That does nothing for us. You're not mislavit to him. You're, you're not part of his rush. You're not an accessory to that tzaddik. You don't hold of anything that he does. You would never do anything that he does. Even if you didn't have any struggles. You can't be a tuffle to a tzaddik if you are, are machavek, everything that he stands for, everything that he holds up. You're not going to get anywhere based on, on his role. You're not piggybacking on anybody. To make someone your rosh, the way to, to implement what the Ramchal is saying, you have to really hold of what they hold. You have to be machshav what they're machshav. Your, your values have to be their values. But what should I do? You know, hasor shebe'isa, ma'akvani, the, the sword, you know, the yetzahara gets in the way. Sheba ma'achiyus and the sword shebe'isa, vosalachtan, it's getting in the way. Good. That's all right, that we understand. That's getting in the way. But Lamaisa, your values are his values, and what he believes and you believe in, and the way he lives is the way you really would like to live, but you're having struggles. Then he's your Rosh, and then you can get this auxiliary entrance into Olam Habo. You can be there as a top, you can be there as an accessory. But if you just hang out with someone, you sit near them, you dive in their shoulder, you're like, oh, the big tzaddik, this, this big Rav, this big Rebbe. But at the end of the day, you really are, 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 have a disparaging attitude towards them. You don't hold of what they hold of, and you're not machshiv what they're machshiv. Gurnish mit gurnish. This guy's not your rush, and you're not getting anywhere based on, 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 with his frack, with his pace, with his beard. Clor? So this is the list of the lump. This is how it works, and this is how it would have to work for someone to be able to get into the, the, the way the Ramchal is describing it. Um, it's not about physical, geographical closeness, but it's about the the ideological bonding, not the geographical, locational bonding. Let's continue. Um, no, 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 we're not there yet. Um, sorry. So we said that 
the tzaddik in his generation, the tzaddik in his community, the tzaddik in his neighborhood, in his circle, is the roish, can make himself the roish, and can bring people with him into Olam Haba if they make themselves the appendages to that roish. Meetah we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Midas Toiv is always more generous, more powerful. If Kleiser can affect one another through sinning, that again, that he's referring back to the Gemara that we saw yesterday, that all of Kleiser is um, connected, is responsible in this because we're all connected, we're, we're all one big goof, we're all one big neshama. So if that works to bring us down, that I can be held responsible for the Averis of those around me, since Akash Baruch Hu always tips things in the, in, in the favor of Mita Toiva, then it will also help to give them Zchusim, to give them merits and benefits. Meaning, my mitzvahs can help the people around me, my Zchusim can help the people around me, and if they make themselves a Yod Arichta to me, they can get into Haba via me. Based on this principle, it comes out. That a tzaddik, it has to work both ways, can bring his co-generationalists into Olam Haba with him if they become nitbaltim, but he can also sometimes suffer for, for their crimes as well. And that will be a kapar for them. Meaning, someone who makes himself into a rosh, sometimes he will suffer to burn off the avers of those around him. And that will give them a kapara. Again, in a vicarious way. In a way that only works if they made themselves the appendages to him. But there is such a concept as a tzaddik suffering for people around him. How does that work in Lamdas? That works in Lamdas because he's the Reish. He's the Reish. He's, he's the nerve center. He's the command center. And he's been given that role to be a Reish to, for, for those around him. And since he stands as, the, as that Reish, then... His suffering is to a certain degree their suffering. And, and his yasurin are to a certain degree their yasurin because they are nitpal to him. And when he receives those yasurin, that will give a kapar to them. Will it be the same kapar if, if they would have suffered on their own? No, certainly not, because it's the same thing in the reverse. The same way his merits, his chusim, his oilam haba can give them oilam haba, but to a much lesser degree. His suffering can also give them a kapar, but again to a lesser degree. But they are connected to the roish. They are part of him. He is suffering to a lesser degree that shows up as them suffering as well. And we're not saying, it's not a Balabatish idea that, that him suffering is them suffering because they feel bad for him or because him suffering affects, affects in real life you know, the leadership and guidance taking it from him. No, even if they have no idea that he's suffering, he could have a tremendous, tremendous ingrown toenail and he keeps it all to himself. Nobody knows about it, but that ingrown toenail, that, that, that impacted molar, that he's struggling with and that nobody's suffering from, nobody knows about, will still burn off some of their Yisurin and, and, I'm sorry, some of their Gehenim. Because again, they, they made themselves nitpal to him. He is the Reish. He is the Reish. They're a part of his existence. His Yisurin are therefore part of their existence as well to a lesser degree. Vihine. Because a fascinating idea. This is a Jewish idea that a tzaddik suffering can be mechaper for people in his generation. That's the case. We have a new take on Yisurin. Remember, the Ramchal is giving us approach after approach after approach. This is the sixth approach that we're having now. Well, the different theories as to why Yisurin, uh, options as to why Yisurin can happen, why Yid can suffer. One option may be now that maybe someone's a tzaddik and he's a rosh. 
and his suffering is there, it's benefiting everybody around him and it's burning off their Gehenim. If that's the case, it gives a, a, a new perspective, it reframes Yisurin. A person may be one of these tzaddikim, and what he wants to do is have a, not just an accepting approach to his Yisurin, but a, an approach of Ahava. Ahava Yisurin she is it's a schus. Such Yisurin is a schus. Imagine being able to, through that ingrown toenail, get hundreds of Yidin and Tainam Habah, get thousands of Yidin and Tainam Habah. The more people that a person is a Rosh to, the more people he can bring in Tainam Habah. If we would know that, says the Ramchal, certainly you have to be Makabah that with Abba. What an opportunity. What a schus. One ingrown toenail over here translates into tens of thousands of Yidin, maybe, getting into Tainam Habah. The same way. We always want to accept our own Yisurin with Ahava because we know they're for our benefit, whether they're, again, burning off our own Gehenim or a wake-up call or all the other options that we have. I accept them with Ahava because I know they're coming with the Cheshun. They're coming from a good place. They're coming for, they're always in my best interest. Here as well, all the more so, I accept them with Ahava because they're opportunistic for me. They're get allow me to get other people and tell them Ahava. I'm bringing an entire generation of people into Eilam Haba. My suffering cancels their suffering. And not only that, when this tzaddik has been selected to suffer on behalf of everyone around him, that's weiter, more schusim for him, and that increases his Eilam Haba. So we have this closed dynamic loop over here, where his suffering gets them into Eilam Haba, getting them into Eilam Haba gets, gives him more Eilam Haba, giving him more Eilam Haba makes him more of a rush, and the process repeats itself, the Chayzer Chalila goes upward and upward and upward and upward. Because the very fact that his suffering can get other people to Eilam Haba is in of itself a benefit to him and gives him more Eilam Haba. Shenasim and Arashim bekeepetz b'nei Eilam Haba u'kameshit in Zbar. Because he's becoming more of a rush. In more of a rush, he starts off as a rush, that's why he can be selected for Yisurim, and when he accepts that suffering as the rush for the appendages, for the Avarim, he's even more of a Rosh, because he's doing it with responsibility that gives him more Olam Haba. Amazing. We take this one more step, that was 6a, here's 6b. They can go even one more further step. Um, not only, sometimes a Tzadik can suffer to burn off vestiges of, of Gehenim that are going on, Sometimes his suffering can be there to spare people from mamish from destruction. Maybe, maybe there's a gzera roh chas v'shom chalil v'chas that has been nigzar and shemaim for the generation. Bad, bad things are rachmon alislan supposed to happen. Sometimes a tzaddik suffering will spare that and stave that off. In other words, well, let's read one more line. We'll speak. Let's explain this. He, with his suffering, can not only get them into Eilam Haba, but save them from, from, from who knows what, all kinds of shreklacha things in Eilam Hazeh. What does that mean? The Ramchal is saying an unbelievable idea again. It can happen sometimes that there's a time of af, of chema, rachman al-Islan, of din, time of, of chaos, a time of unrest in the world, and sometimes there can be a gzeira in Shemaim that Yidin are supposed to suffer. Something's supposed to happen to a community, to a country, to a, to a, to a, a, a chevra, a chabura. And there's a gzeira against them. And they're supposed to be suffering. Sometimes the tzaddik suffering can be mavatal that. Akash Baruch Hu says, takes the tzaddik, gives him some very severe yasurin, which is not good for the, not easy for the tzaddik, but the yasurin coming to the tzaddik sometimes will be mavatal the 
suffering that the klal was supposed to have. And what's the lambdas against the same exact idea, same exact lambdas, uh, uh, very elegant, Be- being that he's the roish, he's the head for his entire community, his suffering is communal suffering. His suffering is Tzibor suffering. His suffering is Klaiso suffering. So Klaiso is supposed to suffer? No. The Tzaddik suffered. Klaiso suffered. He's the Rosh. He's in, he's in the nerve center. He's in the command center. And his suffering, whether it's the ingrown toenail or the impacted molar or something worse, Rachmanul Litzlan, at the same time, will be counted and viewed in Shemaim as Tzibor suffering. Klaiso suffering, and that could be Mavatal. Could, could, could. Re, 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 repeal in the gate, suffering the entire community was supposed to suffer. Okay, this is where we will stop before Shabbos. And, you know, there are, there are communities, our brethren, communities, the Yiddish communities that are facing tremendous suffering right now. None of them should have to suffer. None of us should have to suffer. And, uh, you know, we have Hamans in every generation. There's a Haman in this generation as well. You know, probably a lot of them. And, and this is Chaydish Adar. Shabbos b'varchem for Adar Sheni. The Rishon should be mahapich. All the Gzeris Rois to Gzeris Toivas Yeshuas for Nachamas. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos.